Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. Religion would not even be an issue except for the Bible. Before we get carried away, let's read our Bibles now. I can assure you there are millions of Christians who did not take parts of the Bible literally. Forfeit all claims to your own authority. Stand without apology on the only authority that matters, which is the authority of God himself entrusted to us in his word. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Listen to that bass, Jimmy. Here, that's what happens when you come to work sick. Here, Friel, hit the button. You be the judge. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Order in the court. This is Wretched Radio. <laughs> Jimmy, are you prepared to reveal how dumb you are? <laughs> I do that daily. <laughs> I'm going to prove it. Jimmy, when you go to the baseball park, do you like to eat hot dogs? Uh, sure. You could work with me on this. <laughs> no. No, you're supposed to be an enthusiastic hot dog consumer. Yes. Hey, Jimmy, when you go to the ballpark, <laughs> you'll forget about it. My point was going to be, <laughs> I am in such a deep hole at this moment, and it's not merely the medication that has put me there. It's Jimmy himself. All right, let's try this one. Jimmy. Yes. Do you wear shoes? Yes. Oh, yeah, foot phobe. <laughs> it's what you are, right? There. Jimmy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you do you like to drive an automobile? Absolutely. Oh, you hate the mother is what you do right there. <laughs> Jimmy. Yes. Do you ever get your hair cut? Yes, going tomorrow. You're you're supposed to say all of them. But <laughs> that is you're gonna get your hair cut. That's because you are stuck in patriarchal ways that don't represent the progress that we've made. Men being able to don long hair. You see. Anything that's old is now dumb, but it's getting worse than that. Anything that is old, anything that was, is getting dangerous. Are we not seeing that with the gender debate? We have held on to these views for thousands of years that there are only pink and blues. But now we've gotten so smart, there are apparently 70-some genders. Who knew? But the people who are increasing the list of genders, look at those of us who look at reality and say, you are out of touch with reality. Case in point, I hold in my never before nicotine stained fingers from Salon. Yeah, I know. But it gives us a glimpse into what non-Christian liberal people are thinking. The Southern Baptist Convention ousting female pastors shows the Christian rights radicalization. Really? Maintaining that the office of elder is exclusively for blues? That's radical? That's been the standard practice for thousands of years. But we now are seeing people who want to deviate from that, and then they employ this tactic. If you don't agree with them, you see, the problem is you're just out of touch with reality. This this is from this article at Salon. The SBC decided to kick Saddleback out of their little Jesus club. Choosing sexism over popularity. Um, no, we're picking the Bible over sinning. While most of the country grows more accepting of women's equality. 
the religious right has only grown more radical in its attempts to destroy women's rights and send women back to the kitchen. That is a lie. We want to send them back to the kitchen barefoot. That's what we... Oh, I'm sorry. Did that leak out? Oh, I, I revealed what's on our little conservative hearts. The overturn of Roe v. Wade was just a tip of the emerging misogyny iceberg. Here it comes. We live in an era where denying reality is just a way of life for conservatives. <laughs> Got a choice. You either laugh or you cry about this. Because what is cool now? means that anything that predated it is awful, stupid, dumb. We are the ones who know everything. And if you are out of touch with the times, then daddy-o, you need to, at the very least, be canceled. Article number two. This is from the Law Times. A very dangerous course. What Saddleback Church ouster means for Southern Baptists. Ooh, it's a... It's a dangerous course upholding what the Southern Baptists have believed now for 140 years. Ah, it's a dangerous course that they're setting. And it's just absolutely bonkers. The Southern Baptists have never had any significant number of churches that have been pastored by women. Yeah, that's that's right. There have been occasions throughout history where it happened. Yeah, and it was always a problem. It really became an issue in the 1980s, writes the LA Times. There were some churches that had hired or elected females as their senior pastor. Those churches were disfellowshipped. Yeah, nothing new. That's what the SBC has been doing now for, you know, their inception. I would listen to this. I would be less shocked if Southern Baptists had a gluttonous, drunken, Mardi Gras-style orgy at the 2023 convention in New Orleans than that there would be any effort to affirm women as pastors in Southern Baptist churches. (laughs) Ain't funny, because the world is now free to talk like that about Christians, and the tactic that they are using, and we are seeing this employed, look around you. You'll see it everywhere. For instance, and we'll share more of this later because it's so excellent. There's actually an Anglican who's conservative. That's right. Actually, there are a lot of them, frankly. This is the Reverend Calvin Robinson. Why do I feel anxiety about this? Well, we are up against the authorities. Three bishops from the established church. That means either I am wrong and Christians have been teaching incorrectly for the last 2,000 years. That's right. And Jews and Christians for the last 4,000 right. years. Dumb, dumb. Or we have church leaders attempting to drag the church into apostasy. Ah, and in order to accomplish that task, they paint you as the problem. You want to hold on to Tevya theology? You want to maintain what stupid dead people have believed now for centuries and millennia? You're the problem. We're brilliant, and we are seeing it not just outside of the church, aimed at the church, but inside the church, too. Progressivism is employing a tactic that we would do well to be aware of, of which we would do well to be aware. It's ad hominem. 
they just label you as something that we assume in this culture is automatically bad. You believe in tradition? That's bad. We all know that. I mean, really, don't you believe in science either? I suppose you want to go back to the Stone Ages. Okay, that tactic, it is winning the day. So the question then is, how do we handle a culture that is using, well, honestly, rather childish tactics that are winning the day? What do you do if you're a Southern Baptist church and you're feeling the pressure from progressives to get with the times? What do you do if you're an Anglican and you're feeling the pressure to start identifying God as gender free or whatever it is that they're doing? <laughs> By the way, this hurts so much. Vladimir Putin actually went on a screed against the Anglican communion. You know, when a blind drawer finds the shed in the squirrel twice a day, you're in big trouble here. This is Vladimir Putin. I'll just translate this from Russian for you. They distort historical facts, constantly attack our culture, the Russian Orthodox Church, and other traditional regions of our country. And by the way, my Russian accent is spot on. Jimmy, by the way, as long as this is a drug-induced wretched program, <laughs> did you hear that sometimes when people have a heart attack or an aneurysm, and now they even think cancer, they come up, here it is right here. Hold on, I've got it. Rare cancer causes men to develop an Irish accent. <laughs> despite not having any Irish heritage. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> I could use that when I'm talking about Alistair Begg. Yeah. I know he's Scottish. Let's not quibble over geography, shall we? Here's Putin. Look at what they do to the, with their own peoples. The destruction of the family, cultural, national identity, perversion, and the abuse of children are, are declared the norm. And priests are forced to bless same-sex marriages. By the way, the next time a progressive says to you, you're trying to repress transgender people say you know if you want to call us repressive i i guess i can't change your mind on that but at least we've never taken a scalpel to a child and mutilated them never done that in fact we recommend the opposite putin as it became known the anglican church plans to consider the idea of a gender neutral god millions of people in the west understand they are being led to a real spiritual catastrophe no, what we understand is if we disagree with that, then we're feminine phobe. No, we're misogynistic. I guess that would be, we've actually got a word dedicated to it. Christian, how do you respond to this? This is the time that demands we consider two biblical admonitions and they are found side by side. We will either capitulate and we will go down wimpy or... We will stand firm and courageously speak. Here's our two words. Speak truth in love. Now is the time. And I don't know any other response to these nonsensical attacks than to simply stand on the Bible. This is Wretched Radio. Cool, very cool. The Tomorrow Clubs now have 106 clubs in Romania. This year marks the celebration of the 25th anniversary of our ministry. But also, it is a very important milestone for Tomorrow Clubs Romania. Now, Tomorrow Clubs Romania has 
as 106 love. That means 106 villages are hearing the gospel proclaimed to the kids who get saved. They bring the gospel home, parents get saved, and local churches get strengthened. Would you please consider supporting the Tomorrow Clubs? Not only do they have hundreds of clubs in Romania, Ukraine, Russia, Albania, all over Eastern Europe, and now in Africa, would you please consider what might you do to bring the gospel to both Africa and to Eastern Europe? Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Are you, like the rest of us, tired of the same old Christian TV shows? Well, then look no further than Transformed. Season 2 has just been released. If you saw Season 1, then you know Transformed is not your typical Christian production. It offers a unique perspective on biblical counseling by sharing the stories and struggles of people with real issues who are seeking real solutions. I seem to be singled out for mistreatment. Dr. Greg Gifford, Assistant Professor of Biblical Counseling at the Masters University, hosts the show together with Dale Johnson, Executive Director of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. By viewing our circumstances first and not who God is, our judgment's clouded, and Cain is a great example of that. If you're ready to transform your walk with Christ with a profound and lasting impact, Transform Season 2 is available now at wretched.org store. I don't know if I've ever had anybody put it that plainly to me before. Just because Roe v. Wade is overturned, that does not mean the battle for life is over. Would you please consider supporting Preborn Ministries, providing ultrasounds that genuinely save lives? That ultrasound changed everything for me. It really did. That made it all worthwhile to know that I was going to have a little blessing. And when she got here, it was just, oh my gosh. <laughs> Another woman who chooses life because she saw an ultrasound. Her life, and obviously her baby's life, changed. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. The war for life continues to rage. Would you please engage in the battle and support preborn centers at preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. Important dates in Christian history. 1536. John Calvin publishes The Institutes of the Christian Religion, the most substantial theological work of the Reformation. Calvin's ideas would deeply influence church and politics in Switzerland and Scotland and take root in the newly discovered North America. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hey, as long as we're in California, did you really expect coherence from a drug-addled host? This is Wretched Radio. I think I'm still feeling the effects of NyQuil. Woo! Take it while sitting on your bedside because you're going down. Uh, Let's continue uh, taking a look and see uh, the reaction to Saddleback Church which is a mega church in Southern California. It's so funny reading the LA Times and other secular rags talking about Saddleback because on the one hand, they despise it. On the other hand, it appears their feminist agenda is being forwarded because Saddleback with five other Southern Baptist churches ordained women as elders. Oh, 
What is a pagan to do? How do you handle that? We don't like anything resembling Christianity, but we like what they're doing in Southern California. Orange County, specifically, as you no doubt know. Saddleback and five other SBC churches were disfellowshipped. This is not the first time in history of the SBC that this has happened. And yet, the SBC now is considered dangerous for adhering to traditional values. Let's stay in California. Well, you can stay. I don't mean stay in California. I wouldn't want to tell you where to live. If you like high taxes and smog, you stay in California. The headline from LA Times, a very dangerous course, what Saddleback Church ouster means for Southern Baptists. (laughs) All day, every day, Twitter, Facebook, they ban people for not meeting their community standards, but the SBC upholds its community standard. Oh, how dare they? Thought this was interesting from the LA Times. Please note, not everybody in the SBC is conservative, needless to say. Dwight McKissick, senior pastor of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Arlington, Texas, shared his displeasure with the SBC decision on Twitter writing that the decision to disfellowship Saddleback was not about scripture. Really? Or about adherence to the Baptist faith and message. No, no, no. Quote, it's driven by power, male supremacy, and it stinks in the nostrils of God. Well, that's funny. I I thought that's exactly what they were doing is standing on the Bible. So the accusation is everybody who is involved in this decision to uphold traditional SBC values, not to mention biblical values, they're sexist, they're misogynistic, and they, Jimmy, I, I think you and I probably could do an accurate job of recreating the meeting that took place to make this decision. Let me let me get this meeting called to order. Jimmy? Yes. Your beard looks amazing, man. Thank you. You're you smell manly. <laughs> Thank you so much. On on hand. Do we want to spend millions of dollars first order of business? Do we want to spend millions of dollars doing more polling and surveying through Lifeway? Jimmy, where you you voting yay or nay on that? Uh nay. You sissy. Item number two, women. I don't want to use the word hate, but we do despise them. And we think that they're fifth-rate citizens. And all we want to do is go back to Mayberry and to leave it to Beaver and have them women folk in the kitchen, barefoot with a house dress, making a three-course meal and greeting us when we get home. Jimmy, you in favor of that or not? Uh, You got to vote yes, man. That's how the thing went down. We're recreating what no (laughs) doubt took place at the Southern Baptist Convention meeting. Aye, yes. Because that's what it says right here. The decision was driven by power, male supremacy, and it stinks. It stinks. Adam Greenway, who served as president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, was one of many who argued that the decision set a bad precedent. Hmm. Set a bad precedent. You mean they maintained the precedent 
that had been in place for 140, 50 years in the SBC. (laughs) There seems to be a sentiment in today's SBC that wants to purify the convention. Um, I wouldn't say that, sir. I would say that there are those in the convention who simply want to adhere to what has always been affirmed. Uh, that that's 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 not setting a new precedent. That's maintaining the president. There's been a sentiment that wants to purify the convention and sees women pastors as a huge threat to biblical authority and a slippery slope toward liberalism and drift. Yes, a few years ago it was Calvinism. Perhaps it will be something else later on. Hmm. Hmm. That's going on inside of the SBC. Is there a power struggle? Oh, there's no question about it. And the decision that the SBC made, if you happen to be involved in the SBC in any way, I would applaud you. I would cheer you. Don't let the name calling cause you to demure. Of course, we're not going to be patriarchal, sexist, misogynistic jerks. And that ah. Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm. And should the SBC shrink, which, by the way, it has been shrinking, not at the precipitous rate as the liberal Protestant denominations, I suspect it would actually grow if it stands firm. But if it doesn't, so be it. We will discover soon enough who has made a stench in the nostrils of God, as long as we're still in California. That's right, Jimmy. That was a segue, and I don't mind telling you, considering the amount of NyQuil residue flowing through my veins, it's not a bad one, because Los Angeles, it's in California. 1.3 million Los Angeles students could soon access free teletherapy. Citing the statistics that we've all become very familiar with, 70% of youth have experienced a major depressive episode, didn't receive any treatment. 10% above the national averages, on and on they go with the statistics. And so the government is responding with free teletherapy. It's a short-term fix, they hope, but they recognize there's something wrong. Please note, I'm just at the beginning of this. Well, not at the beginning. I'm out of the starting gate, but I'm not very far down the track. So forgive me if this isn't fully formed. It seems to me these statistics really do demand we try to get a handle on this because this is my observation. And I do think different surveys have upheld my thinking on the issue. We aren't just seeing secular kids that are anxious, depressed, suicidal, afraid. That, that's, that's a word that I'm seeing a lot lately. That this this world is very scary. Getting married is scary. Buying a home is scary. Having a job that demands a lot of response, that's scary. I'm reading these statistics all over the place, and I'm asking myself the question, why is it that it is not just the secular kids? What is going on in our world that is causing our Christian kids to be so depressed, anxious, fearful? Lonely. There's another one. What has changed in our culture? And I don't think a sociologist worth his salt would say it's just one thing. But wouldn't we do well to ask, what is it? What, what, is, what is something that every kid seems to share these days that might be contributing to this? Well, you can read the different stats on 
family disengagement, even in Christian homes. They're just, they just don't spend the time together, courtesy of social media, which in my estimation could be the biggest culprit in what is causing our kids to be quite unsettled, to say the least. Pornography. I just read another set of polls, a statistical survey of kids. They're, they're starting to see it at a young, like eight years old, they're seeing it. Like half of them say it's accidental. The other half say, no, I actually went looking for it. Half of them feel awful when they're done looking at it. The other half apparently, well, have a seared conscience already. So there are different factors. I, I think the evangelical church has some splaining to do because we have treated kids like they're just juvenile knuckleheads who really just can't handle any deep thinking when I think that's exactly what they're looking for. They just want it to be presented in an interesting way, my dear youth pastor friend. But I think social media is up to something. Just going to start reading a book. In fact, I've only read the introduction, so that's how far I am at this particular book. But it's what is it's a New York Times bestseller by a secularist. Just what is social media doing to our brains? What is it doing to our brains? What is what are these kids taking in that is causing a rewiring? And the reason that I ask it is because if Christian kids aren't all that different from secular kids, we'll just assume the Christian kids are growing up in a loving family, a Christian mom and dad. They go to church on Sunday and yet Statistically, they're experiencing all of these troubling emotional responses to living in this world. What, who's getting to your kids? What do they, what do, they do? How are they doing this? I, yeah, the government schools, there's another culprit in all of this. But could it be that social media might just be the biggest culprit that is causing our kids' brains to be rewired? We'll continue that exploration. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Still sick, as you might be able to tell, but Todd did my job entirely too well on Friday, so gotta earn my keep around here. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. First, The View. You know, the show that's supposed to be about women that talk about hot topics yeah, well, they're at it again, trying to make us believe that if a black or Latino person steals a pack of cigarettes, they go to jail for years and years and years. Don't take my word for it. A black and a Latino steal a pack of cigarettes and they're in jail for years. <laughs> can you believe that? Well, you can because it came from The View. And moving on, more pressing issues now. It seems like we have some new genders in town. People who identify as paragender feel as though their gender is made up of a dominant gender and a minor gender or genders. And people who identify as paraboy feel as though their dominant gender is male. While their minor gender could be any gender and genders. I can barely keep up with the old ones, but now we have to learn these new ones. Good luck to all of us. And now something a little more serious. The Biden administration is ordering the military to allow male soldiers to shower with females. Because that's exactly what our troops need right this minute. More distractions in the showers. 
And in celebrity news, we heard Todd tell us Friday that Paris Hilton was excited that she once took the life of her own baby. And now she's revealing how she plays God in an even larger capacity. She says that she has frozen more than 20 male embryos because she's waiting for a girl. (laughs) I guess you can play God if you've got that kind of money, right? And not sure if you've heard that Slack has permanently suspended the libs of TikTok from using their software. I guess Slack couldn't cut the libs of TikTok. Much Slack. <laughs> All right, and let's jump into something really important now. Our Vice President Kamala Harris, who has been on record multiple times, even recently, for calling pro-life Americans extremists, and she says that killing babies and abortion is a fundamental freedom. And there are some Americans that still wonder why we need pro-life advocates in this world. Oh, and before we go, I'm not going to give this guy's name. You'll find it if you Google it. But a Democrat recently said aborting disabled babies would save school funding because apparently special need kids are just a burden on our schools and the money used to run them. Evil is probably a little too lenient of a word used to describe this. And that's been Wretched News. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible. Zephaniah begins with a shocking prophecy that God will sweep away everything from the face of the earth. But in the midst of judgment, God offers hope of salvation. Zephaniah gives us a picture of God's terrible wrath and reminds us of the wrath Jesus took upon himself for our sake. Flee to the Savior and be saved. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Want to take a grippy sock vacation? Me, me, me neither. This is Wretched Radio. I don't know that term. You probably don't know that lingo, but the whippersnappers do. It appears kids are so depressed, lonely, anxious, fearful, that they actually joke, sometimes not so jokingly, that they need a grippy sock vacation. And you could probably noodle through what that means, grippy socks being the little booties that they give to people who are in some sort of psychiatric care in a hospital or at a facility. The kids joke about it. It's the no-skid socks during inpatient mental health stays. And it's not always a joke. This is from Yahoo. I need a grippy sock vacation, breaking down the Gen Z slang term for a trip to an inpatient psychiatric facility. If you happen to be writing articles, please, could you just abbreviate and just very cryptically state, we all know the kids are hurting because I don't want to read two more pages. We all get it. This generation is struggling. Not all of them, certainly. But if all of these surveys are correct, there are major consistent markers with Gen Z, Gen Xers, and even some millennials. Loneliness, purposelessness, depression, anxiety. They're afraid of the future, so they're not getting married. Because, well, what if we get divorced? What is lurking behind that? We do well to answer that question because... Maybe you could cite a poll or a survey or a study that indicates otherwise, and there might be a bit of variance, but our Christian kids don't appear to be immune to this mental health trend. Why? 
what 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 is how could this be? Maybe you've even asked yourself the question, wait a second, we raised up our kids differently than the world. We didn't helicopter parent. We didn't block every bad thing out of the way. We made them get a job when they were 16. How could this have happened? Why is my kid feeling exactly the same way the world's kids are feeling? And I think we're up against something big here. I don't think that anybody should adhere to a specific cause for this. But we should be discussing them, shouldn't we? More on grippy sock vacations. Here's the statistics. They're thankfully rather brief. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among young people aged 15 to 24. Suicide. Yikes. An individual founded a mental health support app in 2016. This individual has made past suicide attempts and spent time in a psychiatric hospital at the age of 18. She tells Yahoo, the world is kind of losing it. And we're looking at that and saying, what's the point? We have a lot of mental health problems in this generation, and we've inherited a world that's really scary. There's, there's fear, again, of the future. And we kind of felt like adults could fix it. But now we've realized the adults have caused it. So they've inherited a mess in their estimation, which incidentally, I think, I think this is fair. Doesn't every young generation think the same? Which is why they want to make the world a better place, because they don't think that mom and dad did such a hot job of making this utopia. And so they strive to make the world a better place. And the world will be a better place for you. But the kids these days, they have now responded not with saying, let's make it better, but let's take a grippy sock vacation. This is a change. And mom and dad, not to scare you, but frankly, I think it is scary. Your kids are up against this. I was reading the, the pornography statistics, sorry, from memory. But kids saying that they watch it, they were first introduced to it at school. And you say, aha, I'm safe. I homeschool. So that they don't have that opportunity. Well, aha, it turns out while the number is statistically less, they they aren't free from those temptations or opportunities to look at filthy images. We're up against it here with our kids. Uh, they're hurting. They are genuinely hurting. And honestly, if I hear snowflake one more time, mm, I've never liked that term. It's a pejorative that's intended to make ourselves feel like, well, our generation, you know, we pretty much did everything right. But these kids, okay. So these kids are up against something, and unless there's some sort of meeting that took place in Geneva where teenagers decided we're all going to be very angsty into our 30s, something's afoot. There's something, something has changed. I know lots of things have, I know that. But in Christian homes, I don't think things have changed that much. With the exception, of course, of social media, nevertheless, this mental health app Maker states, our societal safety nets have been removed to the point where the mental health hospital has kind of become this symbol of being one of the only places where you can go to be tended to and formally say, I'm not dealing with life well. Youth pastor, pastor, that's how kids are thinking. Not all of them, of course not. But it seems that they would like to have an adult that they can talk to about these things. In fact, back to that pornography article on the statistics of pornography, 
kids actually said they do want to talk to an adult, specifically their mom and dad. And those who said that they did were glad for the conversation. This generation, you can, you can look at the differences, but I think that there are some really good differences. And, and I know it can go too far, but they're willing to be transparent. Maybe sometimes too transparent, but there is an extreme on the other end where we're never transparent. We never express that we're having difficulties and struggling through the day with NyQuil at your side. These kids would like to talk. They would like to be engaged in these issues. Got it? Got it? Sorry. Didn't plan it. Friel, you have not planned anything on this program. Road Trip to Truth. We actually talk about this. Jimmy, I think season three. Season three, episode two. Ah, look at you. Season three. uh, It's about the dangers of social media. Uh, Your brain on technology. Yeah, your brain on technology. Our Our kids need to talk about these things. I, I would tell you, if you show episode two, you, that, that conversation could go on for weeks. Now, of course, you want to be studying the Bible, but it's your job to incorporate it into the questions that they're asking. Give them biblical answers. They want to talk about it. We want a place to say, I'm not dealing with life well. So they're, they're choosing a psychiatric ward. The church doesn't even come to mind for them. Ouch. So Grippy Socks Vacation is partially a joke, but it's also a way for this generation to say, I cannot do this anymore. I need a break. Mm. On the TikTok machine, the hashtag Grippy Sock Vacation has over 72 million views. And Grippy Sock Vacation has 16.8 million. And where many of the videos are set to the they are set to the instrumental track. Grippy Sock Vacation by Gabe Smith. In other words, this is, a, this is a fruit. The deeper root is our kids are struggling. And we need to absolutely, positively keep downloading truth. You can't download enough truth because the problem is the world is downloading their truth so rapidly. They are getting it so fast in every form. It comes in through the music. I was walking through the parking lot to get to my car, which is because I usually park my car in a lot. The point is, there was there was some teenager sitting in a in a pickup truck, which ain't uncommon in the South. And honestly, the music that I could just hear thumping out of the cab gave me the shivers. And it wasn't just because I'm coming down with something. The point is, it was just this awful banging into their head, dark and yelling and angry sounding. I don't think it had anything to do with Handel's Messiah. It was just bleak. That's just one source of information flooding into our kids. Social media, their eyeballs, at school, everything that they watch, all the YouTube videos, Netflix, all of it. So we need to continue downloading truth. But I would also ask this. Is it possible, as awful as this is going to sound and so countercultural, because, well, it is, how can we cut some of these things out of our kids' lives? How can you do it when your kids are surrounded by this? Everywhere they go, they breathe it in. They see other kids on their cell phones. The other kids are looking at the porn. The other kids are listening to the terrible music. And no, we're not going to move to a commune. Sorry. Glenn Beck, I know it sounds charming to move to the middle of nowhere to hide from all of this. We are salt and light. We live in this world. 
But how do we stay in this world with not being of this world? And how do we protect our kids from it? Number of Gen Z people identifying as transgender, twice that of millennials. Why? Because of social media. Headline from the American conservative, the social illness. What is, what is this is an, an article, but there are some studies that they use to support it. What is the social illness? Answer, social media. And by the way, I've also been reading some of these filters that the kids have where you can track their stuff. These kids are so good at it, they can get around virtually anything. How is a mom and dad to not just download truth, but to protect their children? This will be our ongoing exploration on Wretched Radio. Typical radio commercials will have one big shebang, the opening line. Do we have your attention now? This particular commercial has eight. Have we got your attention now? MediShare, affordable biblical health sharing, will save the average family $500 per month. Second, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to typical health insurance. Double, that's that's times two if you weren't homeschooled. A massive network of providers to choose from. MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. They've been around for 25 years. $4 billion in healthcare bills have been shared. If you call them now, you will save on the joining fee. They're going to erase it. That's another $170. This is a limited time offer, which means make it snappy. Call one 844 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Did I mention 844-34-BIBLE to get your MediShare quote in under two minutes? Hey, thank you for joining us here on Wretched Radio today. You ready to take a trip? You know, a road trip to truth. (laughs) Okay, so that's a bad pun. But if you haven't picked up a copy of season three of Road Trip yet, you're missing out on some pretty big truths. John Fabares is back and dives into some pretty big topics like genders and justice and the Bible and Christmas and a whole lot of others. And with 70% of kids leaving the faith when they enter college, Road Trip to Truth is here to help you help your kids before they head to university. And resources like Road Trip to Truth are only possible because of the kind and generous support of our gospel partners. If you're not a gospel partner already, let me point you to wretched.org slash donate because there you can find out more about what it looks like to become an ongoing Wretched Gospel Partner. Again, that's wretched.org slash donate wretched amazing grace amazing gospel for your consideration not one but two ways that you could strengthen the local global church the master's academy international training men in los angeles who then return to their home countries and open up mini seminaries to train pastors in their native land. That strengthens the local church. But there's another way you can do just that. We are partnering with the Masters Academy International to send Bibles to the Philippines. Not just any Bible, MacArthur Study Bibles to believers in TMAI-trained churches. These efforts strengthen the local church. Would you please consider how many Bibles you might send, how many seminaries you might support overseas. To learn more, visit wretched.org slash pastor, or if you like the Bible sending idea, wretched.org slash Bible. 
disciples of Christ. In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who He is and what He has done. Jesus is called the Son of Man. Daniel chapter 7 describes the Son of Man who came from heaven, received worship from all nations, and rules a kingdom that will never be destroyed. Jesus uses this title to affirm that He is fully human and fully divine. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Definitive proof? Afterlife tourism should be discontinued. Now, this is Wretched Radio. No doubt you've seen one of the myriads of books or movies about people who purport to die and take a trip to heaven or spend 23 minutes in hell. It's the heavenly tourism industry, but there are some people who claim, no, I went in the other direction, and I would like to suggest to you, I hold in my never-before-nicotine-stained fingers definitive proof people are not dying, going to an eternal realm, and then somehow being yanked back. It is appointed unto men once to die, then judgment. Your fate is sealed. Furthermore, there is nothing that anybody can tell us about heaven or hell that we need to know. Because if we needed to know it, the Bible would tell us. Headline, a priest, a Michigan-based priest, suffered a heart attack, went to hell in 2016. Here's what he saw. Quote, he claims he saw a man walking on all fours like a dog. Yeeks and getting burned from head to toe. His eyes were bulging, and worse than that, he was wearing chains on his neck. He was like a hellhound. There was a demon holding the chains. Now, that that sounds a little like Dante to me, but nevertheless, he also heard music in hell. What was playing on the house sound system? See, this is how I know. This, This is ridiculous. Rihanna's umbrella and Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy. Now, I'm not a fan of Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy either. But come on, there's no way that that can be the house music in hell. We all know what that's going to (laughs) be. So let's be done with the afterlife tourism industry, shall we? And let's continue exploring what we might be able to do to help our kids. I think that Christian kids are in crisis mode too. Let's not be deceived. It's not just the world's kids who are struggling. Our kids are struggling despite your best efforts, mom and dad. And I believe that you have been making best efforts. And frankly, you probably haven't done much different than your parents did. We, we tend not to, unless of course you improve. But our kids seem to be hurting as much as the rest of the kids. And they are, they, you're up against it. Taylor Swift is against you. You say, hmm, speaking of Taylor Swift, might that be the music that's played for eternity next to the Lake of Sulphur? We could debate that another time. She said, quote, I'm a Christian. And people with Christian values support abortion. Do your kids love the Taylor? Then they're hearing about her worldview and they are being taught. Now, You decide if your kids should be listening to Taylor Swift or not. That isn't the point of this. The point is that somebody like Taylor Swift is indoctrinating your children. In a new Netflix documentary about her life, Miss Americana, Swift insisted that she is a Christian. In August, she told The Guardian she supports legalized abortion. Obviously, I'm pro-choice. Well, 
Obviously, you shouldn't be if you're a Christian. Here's another statistic indicating that our kids are, they're, they're, they are not seeing the world the same way. I think that's a good way to put it. They simply do not see the world the same way. Yeah, there's a lot about our planet that has changed, but the fundamental stuff is still there. Why does it seem to cause them so much consternation? Millennials' ability ambition comes into question following new polls. This is from Fox News. 35% of millennials across America rely on their parents to pay their bills. And part of this is that they're, they're struggling to go out into the workplace. Polls found 63% of millennial and Gen Z have experienced feelings of burnout. In addition, they've reported not knowing how to accomplish certain tasks that were once expected of adults. This is why we hear the term adulting. I'm going to be doing some adulting. I'm going to do this adult-like thing. Now, we can mock it, as I suspect a fair amount of conservative outlets will do. Or we can ask the question, what's happening? Who's doing this to our kids? Because you're not doing it, mom and dad. Who is? And it's not just Taylor Swift. Some of the reported tasks were conducting an oil, uh, conducting an oil change, changing a tire, tying a tie, jump-starting a car, and sewing a hole. Okay. I, I don't know how to sew a hole either. The point is, they see these as big, daunting tasks. Why are Americans using psychoactive brew Ayahuasca? Jimmy, I think you're taking that stuff, aren't you? Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> Never heard of it. I, think, I wonder if that's inside of the NyQuil that I've been guzzling. <laughs> Why are Americans using psychoactive brew Ayahuasca to cure mental health issues? It's a psychoactive and entheogenic brewed drink. Huh. Those who drink it report seeing shapes and... Oh, this is fascinating. <laughs> They're trying to help their mental health, but what they end up doing is seeing dreamlike journeys that can last several hours. Some say they encounter dead relatives as well as friends and an assortment of spirits who talk to them. And I don't doubt that for a second. Paul said, Ixnay on the pharmakia. Don't, don't be doing the drugs because you have in your Bible, it probably says witchcraft. Hold on a second. I think I've got it. I think I got a thing on this in my pile of stuff that. I've never quite gotten to. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Bring on the NyQuil, baby. It's working right now. <laughs> what is pharmakia in the Bible? From Galatians 5.20, you see the word, hey, sorcery, witchcraft, sorcerer. Ancient Greek uses pharmakia closely mirror the generic modern English word drugs. The Greek root word and produced English terms such as pharmacy and pharmacist. Why? Because the people who were into paganism and witchcraft, they would use drugs to get people in contact with the netherworld. It, this is something that we've heard consistently for decades from those people who got hooked on meth. They talk about seeing the shadow people in the trees, dancing around, running into their house, out of their house. What are they seeing? I think they are getting a glimpse into that world. And I think that that Bible verse gives us permission to agree that Ayahuasca does just that. Mood-altering substances were used in connection to ancient religious practices. Temples, such as those in Greece, sometimes used mind-altering drugs in fortune-telling and oracles. These may have included natural vapors, 
and deliberately concocted mixtures, when Paul wrote Galatians and John recorded Revelation, these practices would have been a part of pagan idolatry. Nevertheless, as scary as that is, people are willing to take them. Why? Because they're hurting. And, and they want to figure out a way. Ha, ha, how do I deal with this stuff? How do I face a flat tire? Now, you can, we can giggle at that, but it's not funny. Our kids, we love the world's kids too, but our kids, they are feeling the same way. Let me return you to the American conservative, the social illness. Mom and dad, you do with this as you see fit. The Institute for Family Studies and Ethics Public Policy Center found 80% of parents, regardless of political party, want parental consent required before a minor opens a social media account. And 77% want to have administrative level access to what kids are seeing and doing online. By the way, uh, this this ain't just a small thing. In France, they are actually presenting legislation to block pornography. Headline from Euronews. Pornography in France, a new initiative to block access for minors. Got to have age certification. 2023 is the end of for pornographic sites for our children, said the Minister of Digital Affairs. France will be the first country in the world to propose a solution like this. France's response to what our kids are being exposed to? Block them. And hey, if the French are willing to do it, I don't know why we... Christian parents might not want to consider that. Akron, Ohio. Fascinating. Headline. No more phones. Akron Public Schools to lock away some student cell phones in pilot program. Five to one board members said, we got to get rid of the cell phones. The kids are distracted. They watch it during class. It's diminishing their attention span. TikTok and Instagram send teens down rabbit holes of eating disordered drug and sexual content. Pornography is everywhere. Not just Pornhub, YouTube, Spotify, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Predators are all over social media. The design of apps affects kids' brain development and mental health. That's the one I want to explore, and I will do so increasingly. What is this stuff doing to our kids that we can't seem to counter by having solid Christian homes? And what should be our response? Because of social media, teens today don't know how to live in the real world. This is, again, an article from the American Conservative. We are allowing an entire generation to grow up online. They become dopamine robots. They don't know how to form real-life relationships or confront and cope with real-life disappointments and emotions. And screens are neutering kids' natural abilities to be imaginative and creative. We are losing what it means to be human. The stakes are high. And so they are, mom and dad. Is it going to be a government solution? Well, they might be able to help, perhaps. But a sinful heart is still going to want sinful things. I think we would do well to think that the problem with the kids and their coping skills is not out there. It's inside of the church, mom and dad, much to ponder. And we will keep doing that here. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.